What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Sanchez of The Bad Promoter coming at you after this Ryan Garcia-Luke Campbell fight. That fight was really impressive, guys. Really, really impressive. The first big fight of 2021, and man, did not disappoint. But as always, let's get into the drink of the night. Tonight, it is Tito's Vodka. Yes, I know. Those of you who have listened to my prior podcasts, that is something that I've uh, drank before, but... I can't front. It's my favorite vodka, Texas Forever. And, you know, just to uh, let y'all know, I'm off on a little tangent. The Longhorns just signed Steve Sarkeesian to be their new head coach. Super exciting stuff. We'll see how he does in the national championship game with Alabama. But, I don't know. Back to boxing. That's what we're here for. That football talk, that's another podcast for another day. But Ryan Garcia, man. Oh, man. That was impressive. Fucking impressive. He came out gunning. He came out shooting right in the front. That was nice. It was good stuff. I like to see that from him. It was nice to see that he wasn't going to fall into that trap of, I'm going into the biggest fight of my career, and I'm going to be very cautious. Arguably, you could say he should have been a little more cautious, especially what we saw in that second round when he got knocked down by that left hook. But honestly, that was some good stuff. I like to see I like to see a guy get knocked down and see what he does after. And he came up. He wasn't phased. You can tell he was uh, thinking about it a little bit for the next minute until the end of that round. You, you saw him look up at the at the jumbotron trying to see the clock, but he wasn't phased at the end of the day. He he did not stop coming forward. I'm not gonna lie. I had a little a couple flashbacks of Adrian Broner versus Marcus Maidana. I got scared that he was gonna come up and look dazed and confused and didn't know where the hell he was, but he didn't. He stuck to that championship mentality, and he kept it going. I was really impressed, man. Really, really impressed. And just from what I saw from that fight, Luke Campbell was giving him some fits, and that's what we were expecting, you know? I was expecting that. I feel like a lot of the American fans weren't expecting that close of a fight. I feel like a lot of the American fans were kind of doubting Luke Campbell, didn't really know his extensive background in the amateurs, didn't really know his past fights with Jorge Linares and Vasily Lomachenko, but that guy's game, man. That guy is game. And he proved it. He proved it with that knockdown in the second round. He's going to have some big fights. He still has a good career ahead of him. That body shot that put him down, man, that could happen to anyone, you know? That was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful left hook to the body from Ryan Garcia, put him down, finished the fight. That could happen to anyone. So I, I respect what I saw from both men, and I was honestly just excited to see it, man. There, there was some good stuff. I would have, of course, I would have wished we were in normal times or with a full crowd, but it was a good fight, man. That was a really good fight. Ryan Garcia, you can tell from the broadcast, man, that he is that next boxing star. He's the next superstar in the sport. I mean, he's good friends with Canelo Alvarez. They use the same trainer, and he's ready, man. He's ready. Before we get into who I see for him going forward, I just want to talk about Eddie Reynoso for a minute. Because that guy, man, is one of the best trainers, if not the best trainer out there right now, man. Just what you've seen from Canelo, every fight since, honestly, for the past decade, every fight he improves. He takes something that he had a mistake in the previous fight, he fixes that the next fight. He... Runs into a boxer that moves a lot. He comes out 
and has the movement to evade it. He has someone that hits him with jabs. His head movement improves. He just... He helps train his guys to just be top fucking notch. And I, I appreciate that. And honestly, it's it's just funny to see because I remember back when Canelo fought Mayweather and he lost that fight. I saw a bunch of articles out there saying that Canelo needed to find a new trainer. Canelo maxed out where he was going to reach with the current trainer he had. And he didn't. He stuck with his guy. He remained loyal. And look at them now. The number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. And he's taken Ryan Garcia under his wings, even though Canelo Alvarez is no longer with Oscar De La Hoya. And Ryan Garcia is. He's stuck with him. That's his boy. And he's helping him turn into that next boxing superstar. Because Ryan Garcia has the it factor, man. He has the skills. He has the talent. He has the looks, because that's not front. That's what it takes in this business. We're in the entertainment business. That's what, because, of course, the guys that watch boxing, they're going to watch no matter what. You know, when they have a good guy out there, they're going to watch. But the difference between a top-notch fighter and a superstar draw is the guy that can draw in those people that normally wouldn't be into boxing. The guy who's going to get the women to watch the fights. Who's going to get the young guys that are looking up to someone to watch the fights. And Ryan Garcia has that. He really has that. And I'm, I'm just impressed with what he's got. I'm looking forward to the rest of his career. He's super young. Very talented. In a very good weight class. The lightweight division is always one of those that a lot of people look at. And... There's some historical greats, you know. There's some historical greats. A lot of the top welterweights started off in those in the lightweight division in their young career, or at least passed through it. And Ryan Garcia, with his height, you know, five ten, slim slim guy, he's just starting out still. You know, he's very young. He's gonna grow and mature as an adult, and he's going to move on to other weight classes. So he's got a bright, bright, bright future ahead of him, and. Just seeing the skill level he's at with that body movement, with those body shots, like that's nice stuff, man. That's nice stuff. I'm really impressed. Honestly, though, I will say he has some improvement to go for him. I think this Luke Campbell fight taught him a lot. And if he's anything like his mentor, Canelo Alvarez, he's going to rewatch that film, see what he did wrong, and improve from there. I think it was pretty obvious that He was really good against the ropes. That's his bread and butter. That's when he can throw those left hooks to the body, left hooks to the head, his right straight. That's when he's feeling himself the most. He doesn't have to move a lot. He's a very stationary fighter, classic Mexican style, as opposed to Canelo, who has matured into, honestly, the best movement out there. But, you know, he's a a young guy. He'll improve from there. Because he really does. He really needs to because without that, he's not going to excel in the middle of the ring and get the ring generalship against those guys that are closest to his level, especially physically. Like, If he doesn't improve on that, he's not going to win fights and win rounds in the middle of the ring. But, you know, he's a young guy. He'll get there. He's got the best trainer. He's got the best mentor. He'll learn. But anyway, that was a great fight. It's time to see what we got next for him. The two guys that he was talking about were Devin Haney, the WBC champ, and Javante Davis, the WBA regular champ. 
Honestly, man, I think Devin Haney would be the best move for him just because they're both young. Devin Haney, in my opinion, is a very, very, very good fighter. Great movement, great jab. Very good pure boxer, has great strength. But I think he's still on the green side. And I think even though Ryan Garcia, you can argue, is still on that green side as well, even though he showed that he's matured into that next step in his career, I think that's a good next step for him. And it'll give him a legitimate belt. The WBC belt is probably the most prestigious out there. WBA could make some strong arguments there, but I think that's the most prominent belt. And you put a guy like Devin Haney out there with him, especially on DAZN, because both guys fight on DAZN. Like, that's a good fucking fight. I think that would be great. With them being this young, it could turn into like a Shane Mosley, Oscar De La Hoya type of deal where they fight, have a good close fight. Whoever wins, wins, moves on with their career, but they come back a few years later at another weight class. I think that would be great. But in my heart of hearts, and I think in everyone's heart of hearts, we want to see Ryan Garcia versus Gervonta Davis. That would be an excellent pay-per-view match. And yes, I said pay-per-view because I want Al Heyman to throw the money out there to let zone say, you know what, we'll let this guy fight on pay-per-view. We'll let him grow his star. Because I think Ryan Garcia, given uh, who he is, his personality outside of the ring, on social media, the way he looks, I think he's going to be that Oscar De La Hoya type. And I don't mean this in a disrespectful manner because Oscar De La Hoya is a former gold medal winner, former six-division champ. But when he was making his money, when he was at his higher weights, he lost pretty much every big fight he was in. He lost to Felix Trinidad, even though a lot of people think he probably shouldn't have. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's the score he got. He lost to a Mayweather. He lost to a Pacquiao. He lost to a Bernard Hopkins. Those are some big fights, man. He lost. And it didn't really phase his fans. Like, people love that guy. And I think Ryan Garcia will turn into that next guy that if he loses some big fights, the people, his fans, especially those that are casual, that come just to see him or just to see Canelo, those Mexican fans, they're going to ride for him, for this guy. And I think it won't phase him. As long as he proves he's the type of guy that is fighting for a legacy, he's going out there to challenge himself and fight the biggest guys out there, Like people aren't going to be phased by that. And I think Gervonta Davis is that guy to fight because I think Gervonta Davis is one of those guys who, at least right now, is at an all-time high in terms of hype. He fought Elio Santa Cruz, a guy who was two weight classes too small. A guy who, a very talented boxer, you know, arguably should have been in the pound for pound list, was in the past. He's a guy that, very strong boxer. He was putting in work against Gervonta. And from what I saw, I was kind of more impressed with Leo Santa Cruz for the majority of that fight. I was impressed with the jabs to the body, the jabs to the head, mixing it up. 
I was impressed with how he was able to back up the bigger man just with his flurries of shots, not necessarily with his strength or his speed. And I think if you get a guy who is actually in the weight class that you're in, a guy like a Ryan Garcia who can match you with a left hook, that's going to be a great fight. I think Gervonta Davis will have to respect that because as good as he is, I think he's susceptible to a big punch. Just from what I've seen, he hasn't necessarily shown that he's been in trouble, but I think he's very he I think he has a little chinny problems. I think if you hit him with a good shot to the chin, he might fluster and recoil back to like an Adrian Broner-esque type of guy where very high, very strong-willed, very confident in himself, but you catch him when he's not ready, he's going to feel it and get a little flustered. Start thinking a little more. That shot that he's coming at you naturally, he's going to take a split second to think about. I think he has he's the type of person from what I've seen at least on social media and what I read about him. He's the type of person that has very, a lot of yes men in his corner. And people are telling him that he's the man. He's the man in this division when he hasn't proved it yet. You have a Vasily Lomachenko who was arguably the number one, number two, number three pound-for-pound fighter in the world who just lost to Teofimo Lopez. Teofimo Lopez proved it in the ring. Gervonta Davis hasn't yet because just the way his career has been managed, he's fought guys that are very beatable, that match up well with him stylistically. And I think... Trevante Davis, I don't mean to sound too harsh against him, man. I I really don't. I like that guy. He's very impressive. He's super entertaining. But from what I've seen, I think he's just begging for someone to bring it out of him and begging for someone to put him on his ass. And I hope that's Ryan Garcia. Because I think if you put him against a Teofimo Lopez, Teofimo Lopez beats him. I think he could handle Devin Haney. I'm not as big on Devin Haney as a lot of people are. That guy's a good boxer. I think he's too green. He's too young. He's got a lot of work to put in him. But he's caught in that weird predicament where he's too good for the people at his stage of his career and his young age that he might elevate himself too much into uh, the type of talent that would beat him. And I think you put Devin Haney against those top guys that he's going to get worked. I, I want to see Devin Haney versus Teofimo Lopez, just so Teofimo Lopez can truly get every belt in that division, even though he technically already has them, from beating Vasily Lomachenko, who was the WBC franchise. But back to the story, man. Trevante Davis, Ryan Garcia, that's a fight I need to see. That's a fight I really, really, really want to see. Ryan Garcia, he he needs to put in some work. Don't get me go don't get it twisted. He has to put in some work. Even though he looked impressive and after that knockdown he came at his guy and still came forward, still put in work, showed that he wasn't phased, controlled every round after that. I think he still needs to put in some work because if you listen too much to the commentators, If you're not an experienced viewer, you're going to get tricked. Because Ryan Garcia, he was was getting some good shots in, but a lot of his shots were getting blocked. Luke Campbell was having some great defense. And Luke Campbell was getting some nice comebackers, you know? He was getting some nice counters to 
Ryan Garcia. Ryan Garcia was getting caught coming in a couple times. His head was getting pushed back a little bit. It didn't really phase him. I think if it would have phased him, the commentators would have put more interest in it. But because it didn't, they didn't really talk about it much. And they were talking about the guy who was coming forward. But you put a guy that has greater strength, like a Gervonta Davis or a Tiafimo Lopez, those shots are going to make him think a little more. Those shots are going to make him sit back and be like, oh, shit, like, I, need to, I need to focus a little more. You know, I can't be coming in all frisky. But it didn't, you know, we can only judge by what we saw, and what we saw was Ryan Garcia handled business. He's the next superstar in this sport, and I'm super excited for his career, man. This is some great stuff. What a great start to 2021, you know. We had 6,000 fans in attendance. You can really, uh, you know, in the earlier fights, they were kind of uh, wishy-washy with the crowd. Uh, they were disrespecting Rene Alvarado a little bit because I felt like he was giving us a good fight. I feel like uh, in the middle rounds when he went back to boxing, it was a little boring for a little bit, but he was putting in work the veteran style that he is. He got put down twice early on, and then he got put down again at the last round. Like That was honestly a great fight. The fans appreciated that at the end, but having those fans in attendance for this Ryan Garcia-Luke Campbell fight, it was nice, man. It was really nice. I only wish we were in normal times where we could have a full crowd because I think the British boxing fans, I can't say it enough, man. Those guys are the best out there. And when you have those fans in attendance, you really feel the atmosphere. I mean, think back to a, a Ricky Hatton-Floyd Mayweather fight, a Ricky Hatton-Manny Pacquiao fight, man. That shit was fucking intense. And I just wish we would have had that for this fight because we could have really used it. We could have seen, like, we would, how awesome would it have been to see not the full Mexican crowd booing a Luke Campbell, but having the British boxing fans mixed in there rooting for him when he walks in the ring. And then when Ryan Garcia gets knocked down, if you have the British boxing fans out there, maybe he wouldn't have recovered as smooth as he did, you know? Maybe the crowd would have messed with his head. Of course, we'll never know. But that's just something to think about. But when Ryan Garcia eventually takes over that fight, and he did so swiftly, when he takes over that fight and you have the British boxing fans start rallying behind him because they're very loyal to the sport, not necessarily to the fighter, they're going to stick with what they're seeing and they're going to appreciate what's going on in the sport. That's why I love them so much. I think that would have been awesome to see. But, you know, we're getting there. The coronavirus pandemic i think we're gonna defeat that um but you know not to get too far in a tangent off that that's that's some other stuff that people could talk about but i'm just i was just excited man that was some great stuff i was really happy boxing is at a great point right now there's a bunch of big fights going out there the zone has some good stuff coming up at the end of the month you have sergey kovalev coming back He's fighting a young guy, undefeated. We're going to see if Sergey Kovalev has one more last run in him. I think if he wins that fight, you maybe could argue that he can challenge the winner of uh, that Joe Smith title bout. But I, th- I think uh, because that's going to be on ESPN, that's going to be reserved for uh, Arthur Betterbeev. 
but regardless, I, I like Kovalev. I want to see I want to see him finish out his career strong. So I want to see that fight. Next month, we're going to see Canelo Alvarez versus Anvi Yildirim. As long as nothing goes wrong, everyone stays true to their word, we're going to see that. That's some great stuff. Let's see what else is out there. Um, off top, I, I, I don't know. I can't really think right now. But DAZN, you know, we have some good stuff going out there. We have some good stuff in the sport. There's some great fights. And I'm just happy, man. 2021, we're here. I love to see it. I'm very happy. You know, I have read that there are serious negotiations out there between uh, Jaime Munguia and Gennady Golovkin. That would be a great fight. Oscar De La Hoya says that uh, they're close to securing that bout for Cinco de Mayo weekend. It would probably be on a Friday night because Canelo Alvarez, of course, would be fighting on that Saturday given that, you know, that is his date as uh, the boxing star out there. But that would be a great fight, man. I would love to see it. I would really love to see it. I think uh, Jaime Munguia might be biting off a little more than he can chew if he takes this fight. But his team really sees something out there. that he They see where Triple G is at in his career, and they think he's vulnerable. And, I mean, I can't lie. Like, I, I think... Triple G is getting up there in age. His uh, leg movement isn't what it used to be. He can still, of course, use his intelligence to cut off the ring and uh, come forward. But if he fights someone who can fight back, who can hit him back with some punches, I don't know. We might not be able to see him you know, last and look like how he did in his previous fight. But I think that would be a great fight. He's an, another young Mexican fighter, of course, that uh, Oscar De La Hoya has put a lot of effort in promoting. So that would be a great fight. Again, that would also be on DAZN. Um, honestly, like, part of me kind of wants to... I can't, part of me kind of wants to see Munguia win that fight just because he is young. He's from Tijuana. Like, good guy very nice guy like I, w- I would love to see him win that fight but i don't know man like triple g is that he's you know future hall of famer very tough he has some unfinished business at least in his eyes with canelo like he's going to be very motivated i mean clearly like how did look how he looked in his last fight like he put in a lot of work but we'll see man that's going to be some good stuff i just love where we're at in the sport i love where we're at in 2021 I hope uh, we don't get any bouts pushed because of COVID. I mean, we already got Artur Bedebeev's 2021 return pushed because he tested positive. I just hope we don't see that much going forward because we have a lot of stuff. We have a lot of good fights coming up, and I just want everyone to fight when they want to fight, fight when they can. I don't want people's careers to put in the balance because of this. Because you never know how someone's body is going to react. You never know if someone's going to feel a certain type of way from this virus. So I don't want to see anyone damaged. I don't want to see anyone come back too soon, have their lungs, you know, compromised. But, you know, these are the times we live in and you got to deal with it. I mean, if the only thing you can do is move forward. There's a lot of money at stake. 
So we're going to see some big fights, and hopefully if all goes well, we're going to have an amazing year. And uh, I'm just I'm just excited, man. It's January 2nd. What a great start to 2021. Seeing Ryan Garcia pass that test, man, that was just awesome. That was awesome. I was a little nervous going into it. I had a lot of respect for Luke Campbell. <clears throat> He's fought a Jorge Linares. He's fought a Vasily Lomachenko, two-time championship contender, very tough guy, extensive amateur background. Like I knew he was going to be tough. He knows... He's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to uh, take advantage of small mistakes that his opponents are giving him. So seeing how Ryan Garcia was able to recover from that second round knockdown, like that was awesome. Because, I mean, we could very easily be talk- having a different conversation right now. We could be talking about a guy who was overhyped. We could be talking about a guy who came out a little too strong. If he didn't have the presence of mind to keep boxing and if he just said fuck it and I'm going to go for it too early after his knockdown because he was like razzled, then we for sure would have had a different conversation. But I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we didn't because he proved he proved he's ready for that next step. And he has the right guys on his team. He has the right guys in his corner that... He's going to take his mistakes, and he's going to learn. And that's all you can ask, man. That's all you can ask. Everyone can learn something new. Everyone can take what they've done and improve on it. No one's perfect. And he seems like the type of guy who's very professional. He puts in a lot of effort. And I'm excited to see what he's got with the rest of his career. I just hope uh, Oscar De La Hoya doesn't trick us and then give us a weak bout next. I mean, the two guys that we're talking about are Javante Davis and Devin Haney. If we don't get the Javante fight that I want to see, but we get Haney, you can't complain, man, because that guy's a champion, and he's young. But if we get someone else, then that'll be kind of disappointing. But before we we don't want to talk too much about that because that's too hypothetical. You know, we got to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. We got to let the guy celebrate. His younger brother, Sean, also won his fight today, improved to 6-0. So that family's going to have a great night tonight. And, uh, man, what a great start to 2021. As always, I want to thank you all for listening to the Bad Promoter Podcast. It was a pleasure. This fight was awesome, and I can't wait for the next 363 days of this year. <laughs>